You guys know that I've joined the Motivated CEO podcast to the podcast Her Network. It's really been a game changer for the fast track to growing this podcast. And I am so excited to tell you that they are opening their doors right now for you to come and join too. If you want to learn more, join the founder, Joanne Bolt, and myself at the upcoming live masterclass, Three-Step Visibility Engine, by registering at podcasther.com forward slash masterclass. Starting and running a business is hard, but you don't have to do it alone. Whether you're an established business owner or thinking about starting a side hustle to earn extra income, I am here to teach you how to show up as your unfiltered self, level up your business, and thrive as a mompreneur. Let's embrace the chaos and start enjoying the journey together. I'm Amy Tra, and you're listening to the Motivated Mompreneur Podcast. Owner of Ladder Cleveland and so excited to just connect with another local mama that is rocking it and has built such an amazing company. So before we dive in, I'd like to welcome Dre to the podcast. Thank you. You're so sweet. I'm so happy to be here. It's always fun to connect. And it's a huge reason why I started the business to start with was just to meet other people that are doing cool things. So I'm really excited to be chatting. Oh my gosh. I love it. So can you tell us more about yourself, who you are and what you do? Yeah, for sure. So I, as you mentioned, am the founder of Ladder, and Ladder is a sustainable clothing boutique focused on independent designers. Um, So we're really paying a lot of attention to the fabrications that um, are made. You know, we use a lot of natural fibers in the store. If it's synthetic, it's recycled, which is fun. And I never worked in retail before I opened the store. So it's really been quite an uphill journey for me and just learning the whole business and how to buy and how to manage a retail team, you know, offline, we were talking about previously, I had worked um, for myself, but it was as a solo kind of entrepreneur slash freelancer. And so I had clients, but it was kind of, you know, there's not any overhead, you don't have a physical location, it's a totally different ballgame for me now. So we could definitely get into that. But that's what I'm up to at the moment. Oh my gosh, I love it. So what made you decide to make that shift from being more of the freelancer solopreneur to retail? Because that is a huge beast in and of itself. Like you said, with you know your overhead, your space, I mean, just the, the dealings with all of it. What made you so make that switch? There were, it was kind of like kismet in a couple of different ways. So I had had my son um, and he was about a year and a half old. And during that time, from having him to when he was that age, I had really kind of taken a step back. I was still working and writing and doing things from home, but it was way uh, lower than any other time in my career. And I really wanted to carve out that space to be with him. So he was kind of getting to the age where I was getting a little antsy. What's going to come next? How am I going to build up to what I want to do moving forward? And I had a friend who moved back from New York during the pandemic who had worked in retail and approached me, um, actually totally off topic. We were like just talking about brands that we liked and, and joking around. She said, um, Hey, we should open something. We should just open, open a boutique. And I said, okay, great. You know? And I thought it would be just an interesting way again, to meet people, to make friends. Um, I'd moved from New York city to Cleveland and didn't really know how do I, how do I meet people? How do you do that when you're not going out drinking all the time or partying or, have a young child, you know, how does all this work and fit together? And so, so I decided, yeah, let's, let's try this. And it was very interesting in that we looked at the space. um, We kind of thought, okay, along the way, we'll really 
something will happen, right? We won't be able to get financing. The lease will already be taken. And all the doors just kept opening. And so from the time we looked at the lease till the time we opened was nine weeks. So I didn't really have a ton of time to think through, what does this really mean to go from a physical, you know, to go into a physical space from a virtual space? But I did have the wherewithal to bring a business coach in at that time and just say, this could be a concern for me. I've never worked in a physical space that I've had to open and be at all the time. And I have what I lovingly call shiny object syndrome, where I like to bounce around from thing to thing. And so I could see that potentially being a problem down the line. And so I did bring in a business coach and we really went through the why of why I was opening the space and kind of the pros and cons. And and I decided to take the leap. So it's thankfully, knock on wood, not come to fruition that I've been regretful or resentful that I have a physical space. It does come with its own challenges, of course, but so far so good. Oh my gosh. That's absolutely incredible because you know you think about it cleveland and new york those, those are two completely different um vibes and scenes and yeah the way you get to know people is different you know you're going from this hustle bustle of a city to okay you know there's sometimes when it's really really busy downtown but then there's other times where it's just like a ghost town so yeah i mean even just that navigating that had to be a challenge but you opened a business in nine weeks. That is amazing. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Do no you prior experience in that industry. Right. Yeah. Do you still kind of look back on that and go, wow, I did that. Like that's the epitome of just taking action. Yeah. I, you know, I don't think I've reflected on it probably that much or enough. I'm someone who does take action very quickly. And I always joke that I my problem is not jumping off the ledge. My problem is jumping off and then being like, oh, wait, I should have probably built the parachute before I jumped. <laughs> so anyone who's ever, you know, having issue getting started with something is happy to come talk to me because I'll push you right off. Um, I always joke that maybe you want to go talk to your accountant and make sure you know, that all your ducks are in a row. But yeah, getting going and getting something started has never been my problem. It's more the consistency of keeping it going. And so that time when we were opening the store, felt very exciting and it, it didn't feel overwhelming at that point. That's awesome because really having that awareness though, like you said, okay, you know, it's not diving in. It's not trying new things that, that get me held up. It's okay, what now? But yep. I think that's where really having a business coach, having a mentor, someone that doesn't have the emotions invested in it, that right there will propel your business so much faster. I mean, even for myself, I mean, my business coach has just been the game changer in my business. And it's scary, you know, investing money in something you're like, I don't know, I don't have that much wiggle room right now. But that right there is just such a valuable investment because they do. They see those blind spots and they help you navigate through it because they've been there. They get it. Because yes, we all tend to chase after those shiny objects. Like, oh, everybody's doing this. I should be doing that. Okay, let's jump on that. And then your hands are in so many different pots that you're like, I don't even know what to do next. But I don't know. For me, that's really brought me back down to earth is just having someone there in my court that I can bounce ideas off of and get feedback from a, a neutral perspective. Yeah, I feel the same way about therapy. I'm always like, it's someone who cares about you, but has no vested in like um, vested interest in the outcome. Yes, that is yes. the ideal situation and what you want. And I feel that way. Yeah, about business coaches as well, for sure. 
Exactly, exactly. So tell me a little bit more about how do you navigate life as a mom and a business owner? Because that can be something we're all just trying to figure out. So how do you navigate that? It's tough. I think I've said kind of from the beginning that the hardest part of having a business is childcare and staffing. Those are the two pieces. Like everything else I can kind of navigate pretty easily. Those two have been a real headache. And I think it's it's hard to understand where the balance is between how much I should be giving my business and how much I should be giving my son at this point. But where I've kind of landed, so he's three and a half now. Uh, I mentioned before we got on the call that he just started school this fall. And I am still with him half days on Mondays and Fridays. So he takes, he does a little shorter day and my business suffers. I'll be very honest. You know, I can't do that and also be at my store. And so this is just a decision that I've made that I'm never going to look back at this time when he was little and say, you know what I wish I would have done work more and spend less time with my kid. So I think I was just talking to a girlfriend about this the other night. It's we can do it all, but not all at the same time. And so that's something that I try to keep in mind is just the prioritization of when things are coming down my plate. And sometimes my business does take priority, right? Like I was working this past weekend and he really wanted me to stay and go to the wherever they were going. And sometimes I do have to say no, but I also think that it's beneficial for him to see that I'm doing something that I love and and I don't have any great secrets for it. You know, I try the best I can and some weeks I'm at better than others and some days I'm better than others, but that's, that's the juggling act. And it is, it is totally a juggling act. And I really appreciate you sharing that and your vulnerability because so many times we look at other women in business and we're like, oh, she must have it all together all the time. No, there are days where we're just trying to get through it. There are days where the mom guilt is going to kick in because we know that we have to do certain things in order to move our business forward, yet you know, we have to say no to our kids. And it's just knowing that. It's knowing that it's a season and we're all in different seasons of life too. I mean, the toddler years are hard. I would not want to go back to the toddler years. My kids are <laughs> elementary school now and you know that's a whole new set of challenges, but it lets me prioritize as well. It's knowing that okay, well they're at school from this time to this time, I'm nose to the grindstone, I'm doing things that will move the needle forward. But there's other times when it's like, no, I am choosing to be present when I know there's other things I need to do. So it's just really like you said, just knowing that, yeah, we can do it all, just not at, all at one time. That right there, when you can really accept that, that's a game changer. And it really does start to alleviate some of the mom guilt. And just knowing that, look at what you're showing your son is possible. I mean, isn't that the most rewarding thing? Like Absolutely. he sees mom like building this and it does, it gives us more freedom and flexibility in running our businesses for ourselves, having that flexibility that, okay, you know what, this isn't going to look like a traditional nine to five job. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with knowing that there's going to be some weekends that I have to work because a kid got sick during the week or, you know, it, it, it's life. It happens. I think the other thing that maybe doesn't get talked about as much on some of um, the conversations that I have with other moms and women is like the role of our partner. And I think that my partner is, he's so supportive in a way that I wouldn't be able to do my business without him. You know, if my son gets sick, like he is able to leave his job and come home and 
at the store specifically, we really only have one person staffed because it's relatively small and we don't really need more than one. So if someone's out, that's really falling on me for the most part. And he has been very supportive and great in that process. And I think that that's something that, you know, sometimes those partners in our lives don't get those little kudos, but it really, it's, it would be nearly impossible to do without him. Yeah, absolutely. And being willing to ask for help and then accept the help too. Because I know for me, there are times when I'm just overwhelmed and I don't know where to start. So it's like, you know, just being able to delegate something to my husband, it's like a game changer. Even if it's something as simple as, hey, can you throw a load of clothes in the wash? Can you empty the dishwasher and put the dishes in? You know, just those little things that add up. Or even like their simple back-end tasks. When I was first starting out in my business, I was like, hey, can you do this for me? Can you do that for me? And you know, most of the time, if you ask, they're willing to step up and support you. I mean, Definitely. even if you don't have a partner in your life, ask a girlfriend to come in, hey, can you watch my kids for like two hours? Like, I just mm -hmm. really need to get X, Y, and Z done. And, you know, then next week I can watch them for an hour. You know, just... Be willing to accept help. Be willing to ask for help because you're not alone and you cannot be running a business completely by yourself without having a community of other people there to lift you up and help you through those hard times. Absolutely. I have a pipe dream of living on a commune where everyone just takes care of everyone else's kids. We all kind of live off the land. And, you know, I have this idea of like this kind of idyllic scene where we all have a village, where it really yeah. is a village and you're not having to drive across town. And, you know, maybe one day that'll come to fruition. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, even when I was growing up, I still remember, you know, we would go and just play all day and we would just bebop around to each other's houses. And, you know, our moms just all kind of kept an eye on each other, made sure nobody's burning anything down. <laughs> but I mean, it was such a great time to grow up in, but just society's changed and that doesn't exist. I would never let my girls just go off on their bikes all day. Right. It just, it's kind of sad in a way. It is. Yeah. That. I was just listening to a podcast episode with Ezra Klein from the New York Times, and he was interviewing Dan Savage. And at the end of their conversation, they really got into this about family structure and how it's the family structure is broken. The idea of the yeah. nuclear family actually has now alienated so many women specifically and made it so much more difficult. And then we're still expecting two people or one person to raise healthy, happy families when really the system is not at all set up for that. So I completely agree. Yeah, I, I think it was Jenna Kutcher that said, you know, we're we're expected to parent like we don't have to work and work like we don't have to parent. Yeah. And it's, it's true. It really has evolved. I mean, especially my generation, we were the generation where our moms went back to work. You know, most of our moms were working full-time or part-time in some capacity yet you know we're still like trying to do this full-time job of being a mom and yep. navigating a 40-hour work week and now you know running our businesses it's a juggle yeah it's i think too, the other thing that doesn't really maybe get talked about that we've made a decision is like we are only having one child um and that's partially because we're overwhelmed with work my husband also owns his own business and it also is a retail business so he's also working retail hours and we're kind of trying to figure that all out. And so it's, I think in a different world where I had more support or I had, you know, that commune type feel where it was like that, maybe we would have more kids, but that's something that we've chosen to prioritize putting the attention on one child instead of diverting more attention with, with more. 
Yeah. And that's okay. Just knowing your why, I think, is so important. And you touched upon this at the beginning. Just knowing why. Why are you starting a business? Why are you doing what you're doing? I mean, for us, you know, we know not only have the business plan, we also have a family plan that, you know, talks about, okay, here's roles, responsibilities for even the kids. They're involved in this now too. And yeah. It really keeps us all on the same page and just really grounds us so that when we're making decisions, we can maintain that integrity and stay aligned with that core why. I love that. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. It's not easy being a mom, running a business, (laughs) but it's possible. It's possible and fulfilling and I wouldn't have it any other way. Exactly. Same, same. I mean, there's days when you're on top of the the world. There's days where in you know a few hours later you can be down in the depths. But just knowing you are not alone on your entrepreneurial journey is such a game changer. For sure. This was a beautiful conversation. Dre, where can we learn more about Ladder and yourself? Yeah. So Ladder is Ladder CLE everywhere. Uh, www.laddercle.com at Ladder CLE on Instagram. I'm at Dre Eats on Instagram if you want to check me out. I don't post too often, so the latter one is probably better, but I have been thinking about starting to do like an outfit of the day on there. So if you're at all interested in that, um, and you can always, of course, stop in. We're in the Van Aken District in Shaker Heights if people are local. Otherwise, you can shop us online. We're at LadderCLE.com. That is amazing. So be sure to check that out. And Dre, thank you again for taking thank time. Thank you for having me. This was great. Really yes. appreciate it. Yes, this was amazing. All right. Until next time, stop dreaming and start taking messy action. You got this. Are you loving what you're hearing? Do us a favor and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. 